0: Here we go. It is podcasting time. Welcome to everybody who's listening to us worldwide. And those of you trapped in your cars in Dubai, tuning in on 100.3 Talk. Those that are trapped
1: are the people that we've
0: we've trapped. (laughs) So they have to listen to us. (laughs) exactly. But I I do have a new accolade for us. We are the most listened to car-oriented podcast in the world coming from Elko's. (laughs) <laughs> coming from this office. <laughs> In Alcoz, there is no other podcast that is going worldwide and on terrestrial radio more listened to than us. Hopefully, <laughs> stop from acorn. Yeah. So we've got to start somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to everyone, by the way. And uh, Glenn Power, as I said, is here. I'm here. I'm James Pikeway. And for the next uh, little bit, we're going to talk about issues with vehicles and, and more and more. We've always i got lots to talk about and but I do want to kick off first of all with a double whammy. Oh, we've, no. we've got Joey Woo-woo and my son. Both of them at some point have been driving Toyota Corollas. Joey Woo-woo not happy with his Toyota Corolla. He he does the drive in Canada over the the north part of Toronto out by the airport so he's coming from the east end going to the west end of toronto essentially and he's been using a corolla Mm -hmm. and he said the way he drives, we we know how he drives he's got his gimbal manual gimbal Mm. for his phone he's filming he's talking he's warming food up yeah and three course meal yeah three course meal and uh, seat heaters on because you know sciatica (laughs) and in the summer (laughs) yeah (laughs) joey Woo woo big shout out and and he, his complaint is the darn thing gets way too buffeted by the trucks going by him or him going by the trucks. So that, that's his big complaint. Although the one thing that he measures all cars by, the one option that to him is the defining status point is lane assist.
1: Mm. And he said the Toyota's got gray lane assist. But he said that's where it ends. Which you are you doing like, you know, full meal prep in the car? <laughs> you need to know when you're crossing the light lines. <laughs> So you can understand his yeah. need for a good lane assist. Yeah. Well, Although I did,
0: and, and this was not joy, Woo Woo, but I did see this on Instagram, someone who had found uh, a good way to hack the lane assist and turn it into an autonomous vehicle, and they'd wedged a can of Red Bull into the steering wheel. Genius. And then the steering wheel thought that it had weight of a hand on it yeah. and uh, it drove autonomously. Yeah, yeah. Excellent idea. <laughs> so then, you that know. I can't fall off, can it? So, no, no, I mean, you can't crash. No, no. And, and in Joey's case, he could do, you know, not just do the meal prep. He could put out a tablecloth and eat if he yeah, was yeah. to adopt and, that and technique.
1: And do the washing up. Yeah. <laughs> a little bowl of water on the side, you know. <laughs> um, you know, a bit of snow melt. So that was Joey Wu's complaint. Uh, otherwise, he said, no, look, the,
0: the Corolla, if you're going to drive short distances around town, whatever, it's, it's a Toyota Corolla. It is what it is. And you're, you're not going to go wrong. My son owns a Toyota Corolla. Mm. And it, it appears having, you know, and we, we talked about this in previous podcasts. So scroll back. But he was looking for a used car, he, you know, first car, etc. You can't go wrong with a Toyota. Gets a Toyota Corolla. Even when I saw him with his Toyota Corolla, he said, you know, I, I said, oh, can I get in and just give it a, you know, sit down and, you know, do the once over. And he's kind of going, dad, it's a Toyota Corolla. It's nothing special about this car. It, it is just getting me from A to B. And I thought, first of all, that's that's kind of sad. that even if you're driving the most inexpensive car in the world, you're not getting in going, oh, man, I, I really love my ride. And he does not, you know, it, it does the job. That's. Yeah. Yeah. A to B. A to B. And that's all it has to do. Him and his buddies all own Corollas, I guess because they're affordable, and uh, recently got in touch and said, Dad, I got, I, got, I got my guy, got the car in with the guy, because we got a problem, and I, I sent you the piece. He's got a problem with the transmission, and I don't know if it's a CVT or regular transmission, but whatever, the, whatever it is, the issue is the transmission has a solenoid in it, and that solenoid has gone, mm. and now he's got to replace it. And that is a very inexpensive part that ultimately, because of the way the manufacturer has packaged it, the solenoid has to come in the entire piece. Yeah. It's it's a fortune to replace. Yeah. And just and and so I reached out to you and said, hey, is this part any cheaper here? And as it would turn out, probably not. Definitely not. Because of the way, as you said, because it's rather delicate when it's not installed it's got to be packaged in such a way to ship it. Yeah. The the shipping would prohibit, Even if it was cheaper here, you'd you'd lose that on shipping. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the interesting thing was then as talking to my son about this, because obviously, you know, the bank of dad will have to help him subsidize this over, you know, he's uh, still doing those
1: 0% loans. Yeah. 0% loans. So,
0: and, and fortunately though, my son does pay back. He does pay back, which is great, but you know, you gotta, you gotta help. This is the, the deal. Right. and, I'm t- in talking to him, he says, a couple of his friends, or at least one of his friends who has the same car, has had the same problem. Mm. And I'm going, hold on a second. <laughs> two people are having the same problem with this? This sounds to me like a problem more more than one or two people are having. And th- that sounds to me like,
1: w- w- what's going on? Mm. There's an issue. Yeah, I think there's, obviously, we we don't see, there. Are, well, the majority of the crawlers here are uh, learner cars, right? Yeah. From driving schools. We don't see that many Corollas in the workshop. Although, saying that, I got a message this morning, somebody whose driver's got a crawler wants to bring it in on, on Monday for an inspection because he just wants to make sure it's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: We don't see that many to say uh, it's a common thing, plus the climate in Canada, which will have a massive impact on anything mechanical, especially something that relies on oil. Well, but, So what is this piece? Exactly. So, you, so, so the piece you sent... Uh, They'd, they'd mentioned a faulty solenoid, which I yeah. think they'd just read a, a fault code out and, well, and passed it, that information on. But the, the actual part they look for is a valve body. Right. So the valve body. Well, like, I guess, because uh, as my son was describing it, that solenoid is in, attached yeah, to the valve integral, body. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the valve body, in, in, as, in as basic a terms as possible, is effectively a big electronically computer controlled series of channels and and galleries where oil is directed mm. to allow for whichever gear is engaged or you know however you need to engage disengage the gears part of it will be the solenoids these solenoids are what open and close these galleries they're effectively just uh just a switch that pushes an arm out and pulls the arm back in mm. that's all it does okay. and it's regulating oil flow okay so, so pretty simple stuff relatively simple ingenious in its Origin, but very, very, you know, the the just like with a lot of things, the genius of it is how simple it actually is. It's quite overwhelming and daunting to look at, but you know, once you get your head around that, it's a very simple part, but it is very, very, very finely engineered. So there's a cost to it. Nice nine
0: hundred dollars Canadian to get it out. Uh, As it would turn out, the only place you can buy the part is from Toyota, Toyota. So you're, at least you're getting name brand. It
1: depend, I mean, it depends on the, if the gearbox is a, uh, Toyota haven't made the gearbox, right? Right. So they, they will have, have bought it from a manufacturer that make gearboxes. And that's the problem because yeah. Toyota don't make the component parts. They buy them. They can only sell them as parts. They can't right. sell the individual components. So if you find the manufacturer of the gearbox and then you know probably ZF, ZF will probably have the part for sale. Hmm. But then you've got to find an installer that's yeah. a ZF train installer that can strip the valve body down. Yeah. You make a mess of that and you're in a whole world of pain. Yeah. So it, it's
0: it, so essentially, we're, uh, it, it's the route one has to go. And yeah. unfortunate, I mean, it happens.
1: Apparently it happens more often than one would think. No, so it would do from the sample size we've got. Obviously, yeah. it seems quite a common thing. And, you know, like I said, the climate will play a, a part mm-hmm. in it. It might be a common issue in a colder climate like yeah. Canada than it is here. But we don't see that many, for me to say, yes or no on it. And, yeah. you know, with we've had this conversation before with Toyotas. I'm not the biggest fan and that's as a car guy and also as a business owner. But because they're so reliable, they do get major problems because people are never, ever taken them to the <laughs> garage. You know, we had we had a car in last week for an engine rebuild after their gasket had gone. You know, and when we took it apart, it was so, so bad in there. You know, just carbon deposits all over everything. And it's like, because you know, just Mitsubishi Pajeros will come in missing on two cylinders. They'll misfire on two cylinders, but no engine light. You know, and it's like you even think about putting the wrong fuel in an Audi, and it puts all the lights on before you've even done anything. So it, it's, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a game that you have to play. Yeah. And because it's so reliable, it's probably not necessarily being well maintained or over maintained shall we say mm. by the previous owner or owners because you know it never gives it a warning light like to take it into the garage yeah. if, if it was a jaguar it's in every other week yeah. <laughs> so these sort of things happen 900 canadian dollars what's that in dirhams uh two and let's say two and a half times so, uh, so okay so you're nearly two thousand yeah. two and a half thousand dirhams no, at least he's got a guy who can get
0: the part he he you know he's from a garage he's got his own setup as well so he mm. does it on the side and and this guy's going to do it at cost for him, but you know. And he said, "Look, if you take Toyota, to Toyota, got that, and he's got the Toyota." Mm. So, so anyway, it's like it is what it is. I, I, to me, it the was just the, of car ownership. Well, and that's the thing. And so, everyone out there who's listening, and you're thinking, "Look, I want to. I got to get a car. I want to get a car. I need a car." And I, I was there. I was, I was that guy back in the day. I needed a car badly when I was young, mm. and and I, and I, you know, maybe did. And 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 there's a lot of convenience value to a car, but you've got to factor in, especially if you're on a limited budget that, okay, a car is going to cost me and not only my payment, if you're, if you've got to do a payment, not only your insurance, but also you've got to factor in repairs. My, my son's also got, yeah, in yeah. his case, he's factoring in, look, he's, he's in, in Canada he's got to get winter tires. Like there's no with mm. bands or butts. Four season radials who, who will not cut it. Tires, yeah. So he, he absolutely needs winter tires. And and look, by law, he doesn't, I don't think he has to have winter tires where he lives. Uh, Quebec just over, there is a law by a certain date, winter tires on your car, mm. but he, he would be foolhardy not to put winter yeah, tires yeah. on it. And so that's another cost. Cause you got to have that set hanging around. Look, they're not, you know, they're, they're about, you know, 150 dirhams You know, the basic ones about 150 dirhams a crack. But you got to have. Then you got your winter tires, your summer tires, storage of them. Gotta get, get them on and off. Yeah. Again, a cost, and then potential unforeseen repair costs. Mm-hmm. And I and I even said to him, I said, Hey, don't forget oil
1: changes. Yeah. Even if you change it in your driveway, even if you're getting a buddy well, to Well, yeah, it, this, this 900 dollars for the valve body. Comes with a and 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 because he's gonna need the the oil and filter for the gearbox change at the same time. So So you do that, you're over a thousand dollars.
0: And then if you're gonna do that, you might as well change the oil regular. And I mean, there's it's all of these little hidden things. Yeah, it's gonna be done. Great, you got it back on the road. Great, but that's another payment that you've added in. Mm. And hey, you're gonna have more payments. Something else is gonna go eventually.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there's a there was my my first car. My grandfather, my granddaddy bought it for me. My grandma and my granddad bought it and it was it was three hundred pound. It was a single owner. It was a polo. It was a nineteen ninety one. And it was three hundred pounds. And I think in the year that I owned it, probably spent sixty, seventy pounds on it. That was you know, that that bought me an oil filter and some oil Fair. twice, that I changed. And that was it. And you know, I used to go and deliver Chinese food. There's <laughs> a bit of a side job after I finished it. We get that smell out of that car? no. <laughs> so it smelled uh, like a chicken. I drove it until it needed it had an oil leak from the rear crank seal and it uh-huh. was like, you know what? I'm not taking the gearbox out of this on my own. I'm not paying someone to do it. And I sold it as it was for 100 pounds. So the car probably cost me all in like 300 pounds mm-hmm. I got years mm-hmm. worth of driving mm-hmm. out There you go. Then 5 6 years later all the older cars like that all got scrapped. Because the government did a scrappage scheme to get people to buy new cars after the after the uh, economy crashed in two thousand eight two thousand nine, they tried to lift the uh, motor industry, which is a big trade in the UK. Mm-hmm. We don't make much there now, but it was a big, it's traditionally a big trade, and people were getting a thousand pound for any car they scrapped. Plus a thousand pound off the government, and then I people are at, digging at, in at barns some, looking for point, cars. Depending on the vehicle, I think you could get two thousand pound. That's Ridiculous amounts of money. And we, we were at a relatively large dealership and part of a larger, quite a large group at the time. We were seeing cars left, right, and centre, and we weren't allowed to buy them. They had to be scrapped. So we've seen some beauties too. So now, if you you know, you can take the whole generation Z, Gen Z, whatever you want to call it attitude of oh you know save the whales save the rainforest whatever anyone says it's all about cars and people keeping cows that are killing the planet <laughs> we can go into that there's science on both sides and it's a good discussion to have but that's one aspect for generation z the gen z but the other aspect of it is there aren't any affordable cars and i feel and understand that because i i wouldn't have had a, if if i'd have had a car that cost me whatever the corolla cost your son as my only option as a first car, I wouldn't be having a car at 17. I mean, don't forget, I was 17 at this yeah, yeah. point. So I my, think maybe my son's in his 20s, so it, it's get, a whole different and world. And your plot. son's probably a bit of an outlier in terms of, if you get to sort of 21, 22 and you've still not got a car, Yeah, most people think I've managed so far, especially if you're in a city yeah. with decent transport, and yeah. you work locally or whatever it is. Now, the UK, like any, like most developed countries, it's expensive to live in cities, and people tend to do a lot of you know, the village I'm from used to have nobody in there other than people that worked in the coal mine. And now it's just houses everywhere because we're right on a major junction for the main yeah. motorway in the UK. You can get all the way to the north of England and all the way to London on that same road. Yeah. And you can be in London, you know, you can do 20, 20, 25 junctions on the motorway, on the M1. You can get to junction four. You can get on a tube at Stanmore and get into London. And you can be in London in... From from where my mum lives, you can be in London in two two and a half hours. Pretty good. And the rent or the 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 house prices are probably a quarter, maybe a fifth, or even a sixth of anywhere closer to London. So yeah. people do it. Well, so and that, they that, need the cars, but yeah, there's no cheap deals there. So what's the, what's the incentive for a kid? They don't. They think cars are the devil, for a start. That 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 that, and and nobody's challenging that. No, nobody has come out and said, "Hang on a minute." This is clean. What's not clean is the stuff you're being fed and how that arrives in the supermarket. You know, if you own a car, grow your own veg. Yeah, I mean, there's no no like, there's none of that. Nobody's (laughs) giving any sensible get on with it advice. Everyone's just giving it doomsday. Yeah, And then add to the fact that, okay, well, I'll ignore the environment. There are people that will. And, And, you know, they shouldn't, but they will. But then they'll say, "Well, actually, I can't." We've seen it with houses, right? Cars are the same. It's it's, it for most people, it's the biggest purchase they'll ever make. Because no one buys a house nowadays because they can't afford it, and now people are being priced out of cars. So the the, what (laughs) what do you do? Exactly, exactly. It's it. it
0: It's just that reminder, taking it right back to where we just started this conversation. If you're going to buy any vehicle, factor in, you know, look. If you're buying new, that's a whole different game because Hmm. you're spending a fortune and you're going to have a warranty. But how many people are doing that? It's a handful yeah. compared to what it used to be 10 years ago. If you're buying used, factor in, it's going to cost me to repair this thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, in North America, there's the right to repair bill, right? So there's yeah. The motor the, 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 the manufacturers I have to provide. I saw that coming out in the EU as well. There's big potential, potential for it. Yeah, yeah. I see them talking about it. The, 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 the right to repair bill basically says, and it's obviously more detailed than this, but basically says manufacturers that release a new car need to be able to provide parts and technical data to anybody right which so will change vehicle. everything which means that if you go and buy a brand new tesla you should be given the details and technical information of how to repair that vehicle on your own on your driveway which is a fantastic idea <laughs> yeah the problem <laughs> yeah. is the problem is well it's not really a pro- and, and 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 i wouldn't you know that cynically you could say that this is why manufacturers overcomplicate things when you've got to take a bumper off to change a headlight bulb yeah or when the headlight bulbs don't exist and they're LEDs, good have luck. all the technical uh, data you want, but you still got to go and buy an eight thousand dollar headlight. You yeah, know? yeah. And take the bumper off without breaking it. Yeah, good luck. And you know, like with the example of a Tesla, you've also got forty thousand volt battery there. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. Speaking of Tesla, wonderful segue, Glenn. Mm.
0: I, you're reading my mind. I'm it's the, the Vulcan notes. mind meld happened here. <laughs> uh, this is this is something I just actually noticed this morning. Driving in, wife is driving with me, and we, we, I don't think my wife has ever driven with me into the podcast. But she dropped me off. She wanted to then go and check out one of the warehouse grocery stores here in Elko's. Nice, so it's perfect. I thought, all right, go do it. And we're driving, and a Prius goes past us, older model. I was cursed. And I'm looking at this Prius, going first of all one of the conversations we've had over and over and over again is what is the longevity of the design of your vehicle going to be and if you own something that's 15 years old is it still going to look decent at 15 you know look if you want something that's going to is timeless get a wrangler yeah. because even it's when ain't they change changes, they look the yeah. same yeah and and you know i got an old one i sit beside a brand new one people wranglers all park beside each other they're like you know mm-hmm. a herd and whether the guy's got his lift kit brand new parked beside me and i'm sitting there i still look good the Prius, not so good. But as I was driving, and as you just mentioned, Elon Musk and the Tesla company, I looked at this Prius and I went, oh, you know that pickup that they're making? The, yeah. Yeah, the it Prius does. It does look like that. It looks yeah. like the Elon Musk ripped off the Prius. Yeah, it does look like Body design.
1: It does, yeah. Slightly rounder, boy. it does. You're right. Yeah. Scary. I was, I just went, whoa, yeah, that's ugly. And that's why the, that, that Tesla thing looks yeah. ugly. Yeah, I mean, the the, the gee, Elon Musk is a genius on many many sort of like so dimensions, cool. if you want to say. But he he, they made the te- what's he called now the Tesla pickup? I can't I, even remember. I, but they made that look shocking. We do have computers in front yeah, of us. Are yeah, we but looking? No one know, cares. It, no one cares. It's you, shockingly you could, ugly. You could you could make <laughs> that. You couldn't. He made that look like that to be. Memorable yes, in terms of oh, yeah, that's that the detention that's gather. that thing right that's yeah. that that's that Tesla and and it doesn't look like anything he, he could have made it look like a <laughs> an l two hundred or a, or yes. a, you know the the more traditional pickups, but no, he didn't, and he made it look how it's cyber truck, that's it, yeah, so cyber truck he yeah. made it look like that because you know it fits the name and it is what it is, but he's buying that <laughs> no one. Well, Apart from to say it's a, I mean I don't know what really, Prius I, to be but honest. But I don't get it. Where's, where's the pickup part? <laughs> it's like I don't see the open part on. it. Like it's closed. You know what the worst it's, thing it's about bear, is, isn't it? <laughs> the worst thing about it is <laughs> right. All of these manufacturers, like all of these great, great car manufacturers that had nice models, that are all going. You're not going to see these models. I mean, Volkswagen are doing away like, the Golf. Yeah. Can you? I I, I am I am in disbelief at that. Yeah, but <laughs> the, the, that won't be that won't the line, end of it. The yeah. will go. No one wants selling the Passat. will go the Golf from the Passat. What well, is Volkswagen? <laughs> All right, so the Beetle's gone. The yeah, Beetle's yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah. Again, so just make cars that look like that. Just bring back the Beetle. Just not, the latest, not the new one. Bring just, back the old one. It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't get it. But you know, Elon Musk again. Nice segue because there's something I want to talk about with it. Uh, artificial intelligence, and he's just oh man, haven't been out there saying anything. He needs to pause probably out of fear and right. So he's also started an artificial intelligence company. Um, you know,
0: but let's let's just pause for just a second. And for anyone looking in, this oh, nice, is yeah. this is the artificial intelligence designed vehicle. This is the Powerworks slash Powerworks VW inspired and Willy Wonka vehicle. <sighs> I don't know why the Willy Wonka got involved, Because I, 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 I just like Willy Wonka, <laughs> and, and I'm doing a presentation on Monday with a colleague. And we have Willy Wonka. We're talking AI and we have Willy Wonka. And he's put me first because obviously he's going to shine and he wants to look, you know, really good. So he's put me first. But uh, so that that that's quite quite the AI vehicle that you
1: guys... AW Willy Wonka, PowerWorks. Yeah. <laughs> AI's got some real problems. But <laughs> the um anyway, no, you're back, you're AI right. and, and Elon Musk. The cesspool of Facebook, right? There's some AI like um, AI groups where you can, people will, We'll get oh. AI to prompt draw drawing. And yeah. then they'll just say, what did I prompt it with and you see yeah. it and you think, oh no.
0: So so uh, talking AI, this is this is my I'm gonna get on my soapbox for yeah. a minute. And AI is great and everyone's talking AI, but honestly, you gotta you gotta put some earplugs in and focus on the AI that actually works for you. Yeah. And yeah, look around. And so I'm doing a presentation on Monday with my colleague, Richard K. Wood. Go look him up, Second Light Photography 2 N D. Light photography, all one word. He does great stuff, but he does completely different things with AI than I do. And for this show, for instance, I I create a transcript from our conversation. From that transcript, I create descriptions that I put up. Typically, I summarize it and then I, I might use AI to help me. Last week, I found one of the tools, the, the tool, otter.ai, that helps me with the transcript. It does the transcript actually actually has an AI tool built into it that they've just unveiled. Mm. And so I asked it to write a description of this podcast with five takeaways from that Glenn has given us based on the transcript. Mm. It did it. And I went, now okay, now that's a pretty decent use of AI. Yeah. But do I need the images? Do I need no if, concentrate on what you're doing and how And the AI doesn't replace you. What the AI AI does is it goes through you and allows you to leverage that technology to do a better job or to do pieces of it. Because I still have to review it to make sure it actually, that's what we spoke about. Yeah. Because it could lie. Yeah. And fortunately, it didn't require much development.
1: But I think some people are just getting caught up in all the AI. The problem you've got is, you know, like when we have a conversation, uh, particularly as a British person, a lot of things that I would say would be sarcastic. Right. So I could say something <laughs> like, Joe Biden's speeches must be written by a really poor AI. Yeah. Now, yeah. that's obviously a joke, <laughs> just based on everything that you hear in the news about the guy and see on, on, online. But you put then a transcript of what I've just said, which is just black and white words on the screen through yeah. a coded AI. Doesn't get it. That's going to not get that. No. And then I'm I'm some far right, yeah, you know, you're be, flagged. and exactly, You're not going to get into right? the US. We get it exactly right. <laughs> so no, it's it is an interesting time. But the for you know, AI, the, the other side with
0: with the interesting time for AI is I'm so I'm kind of living in the world where I, I I wouldn't say I'm on the wave. And I I wrote this up in a LinkedIn post because it just came to me at one point. I said I'm not on the wave, but I'm in the banana boat beso- behind the boat. Mm. So I'm in the wake. But I work with some people who are still in the change room. <laughs> yeah 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 some of them in denial oh complete and mm. and i'm looking at this going hold on a second come next semester i mean i was saying this this you know six months ago saying oh man i'm gonna have to really re reinvigorate the way i teach it's like hold on the,
1: the way i teach now is is irrelevant you're gonna have to be smarter with not smart but more careful with marking right
0: i, I so i it, it's funny
1: ai essays handed in so it's funny in that I was talking with a colleague about that and I said,
0: actually, we're, we're going backwards. We're going backwards, but in a good way. So I absolutely want my students to use AI to write their papers and not to write them, but to help them with what they're doing, but you've got to put in the right content. But this changes the way I'm now going to grade those papers. So first of all, the paper is important, but it's going to be worth a much smaller amount of the grade, as opposed to when they come to my office and sit down for 20 minutes and talk to me about the paper. And if they can't, Talk to me about what they've written in that paper. And so explain to me how, you know, uh, Marshall McLuhan's medium theory actually applies to say a television or, oh, now it, it did apply to television. So how does it apply to your mobile phone? If they didn't write it and don't understand what they've written about, they're going to have no idea. Mm. And that's going to be, well, OK, you, you failed at what you're doing because the goal of the AI is, yeah, have your stuff create the product we're going to now talk about what the deficiencies are what are the things that left out like you're like you making that that sarcastic comment mm. and it getting it wrong that's the kind of stuff now we want to actually have conversation it's not about memorization it's yeah you can go find the data but it's about do i understand it can i think which has taken us right back to Socrates, socratic method yeah, of learning yeah. yeah as opposed to where we've come to in so many situations with we got standardized tests we've got to memorize and xyz it's like it's it's full circle and i'm thinking this is wonderful the problem with education being my colleagues not all of them so i'm gonna i'm tarring everyone with the same mm. brush. but education is slow at change educators hate change they don't want to change they, they want to keep everything the way it's been going for years and years because it's comfortable then write some papers and do some research and teach a little bit and i just pull up my file folder and away we go Well, it it ain't going to work anymore. No. I mean, you can keep doing that, but you're, I I mean, I I told my, I'm telling my students how to use it. I said, why wouldn't you copy all of my notes that I'm giving you? Why wouldn't you transcribe the lectures, put them into AI, ask it to create the transcript from the transcript, ask it to summarize it from the summary, ask it to make 20 multiple choice questions about the content. So you can study. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't you be doing that? It's going to yeah. take you half an hour. See, that's a smart use of it, right? And, and they're not it. thinking like that. They're going, oh, no. So I'm then I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, the smart student is the one who can get all that material and then sell it to the other students. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you at the back of the class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different glasses on hold. Different glasses on saying, hey, here's a, here's a course pack that's going to cost yeah, you, yeah. you know, $50 <laughs> and it's going to sort you out for the semester. Yeah. Or a membership yeah. to this portal where... But the benefit oh, the that's benefit. an even better way a membership scheme membership scheme pay paywall everything a paywall, paywall and everything. say hey you want you want some you want some decent notes from the class you don't have to actually take them i just have to go and sit in the lectures yeah. and copy them but oh,
1: the humanitarian side of that is you can then be in a because any, anyone that's in one of your classes is all is a very fortunate person they they've got they, they they're yeah. in a position to afford to pay for an education that takes right. them to that highest of levels so they could do you know, purely capitalist, cynically summarize the courses using AI it. and sell them. But, yeah, yeah. but but they they can be provided to the Red Crescent and the Red Cross yeah. and UN, and then yeah. they can go all around the world. And people, yeah. all of a sudden, for very very cheap, are getting a summary of an education system that 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 the Western world and developed world are, are paying millions and millions and millions of dollars for every single year. So so what
0: I've done is I create these course packs that are full of the materials I want the students to look at with the assumption misguided of course on my part because my <laughs> students don't read I mean and this is most students worldwide it's the age right yeah they, they're not necessarily reading any of the readings I ask them yeah. to do and good luck if they're actually reading the material I put into the course yeah. pack so what I do is I'm naively making the assumption knowing they're not that they're going to read all that stuff so I actually don't talk much about the stuff that I'm giving them in the course pack the that what I'm doing in the class is adding the context, the clarity. So mm. if they haven't read even the basic stuff, yeah, you're well be speaking foreign to them. Yeah, and you see it on some of their faces going, um,
1: I'm no I'm, reference well, to I, yeah, it. Yeah. it. Yeah, I'm confused as if, but did you read I mean, this? You you said it's getting so it's almost Socratic. Yeah, if if you and I haven't, I'm not an expert on Socrates, but if you go over some of the stuff and, and the way Socrates used to think and ultimately write, he wouldn't have been surprised by AI, no, not at all. It's it's a common sense. It, he'd have probably only been surprised by the time it's taken. Yeah, because he he was the way it works and the way it thinks is very similar to some of the things he writes about. So, and and to bring it back to what we do with AI, AI So so there's an article on CG magazine, and it was talking about AI for car maintenance. Now, we've messed around with it a few times in here, so we we've gone. So oh, let me pause you for a second. Glenn
0: Power here, Powerworks Garage if you're just fast forwarded through this podcast here, we're talking about AI Mm. and auto maintenance.
1: So pull over, get out your pad, take some notes. Yeah. So we've messed around with it before we've had a car in with, let's say the engine light on. We've, we've seen what the fault is, diagnosed it, repaired it, done that. And then we've put the fault code and the description and the customer complaint into chat GPT and seen what chat GPT said to check this chip. And, 9 times out of 10 it tells us to do exactly what we've already done. Nice. It it knows yeah. it understands now what this article talks about is AI being integrated into the vehicle. So it's constantly being yeah. monitored. So the vehicle's monitoring itself but it's monitoring itself to a point where it can only flag a fault at the moment. But if you have AI in there that can that can assess what these codes and readings are from all these sensors that are on the vehicles it can do two things. It can understand what diagnosis what a diagnosis is for that issue and either using its abilities affect how the vehicle runs to prevent it from becoming worse and possibly cure itself or it will give a message to your phone and say yeah. you've got a misfire on cylinder number four and you need to change the injector or you've got a misfire or you've got a uh, the, the wheel speed for the front right wheel is, is a little bit off we, we think you've got a fault with the with the bearing etc uh, etc et so all these things will happen but what it also allows it to do is dynamic service scheduling right so if you take explain that dynamic service so scheduling. We, we've just taken we've just been speaking about your son toyota that it probably hasn't been well looked after because it's so reliable it doesn't have to go in for every other week for something else so a service getting missed by a couple of hundred miles here and there is probably what's happening we've just had an engine in that's clearly not been serviced regularly enough again because it's a reliable one that wouldn't happen with AI because the AI engine effectively would detect all of the uh, sensor inputs work out what it is and instead of waiting for 10,000 kilometres or 15,000 kilometres or whatever service interval it is to ping up and say it needs a service just on a general countdown it will ping it up when it actually needs it wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah
0: there's two ways of looking at AI and auto our automobiles and in your scenario one is wow this is a lot of information that's going to be shared I like the idea from this and and that scares people it's like hold on I don't want people you know this is giving a lot of control to somebody who's got this information I guess the auto manufacturers ultimately have to be the gatekeeper but imagine from the auto manufacturers perspective if they can monitor every vehicle they make yeah and start to notice the trends on like my son's capacitor yeah. issue, they can st- a solenoid issue. If they can start to notice these trends, start to say, "Hold on, we've got we've got a problem in our
1: manufacturing or we need a better part." Yeah. And I just think that could be yeah. phenomenal. They they monitor them already. So so they are monitored already. They know what they know what second parts they're selling. They know how often and typically when they're in the dealership, obviously they know what the mileage is of the vehicles when these parts are being changed. So they have a reasonably good view, but what they don't always have is a why. Right. So they can start looking at all of the other systems that are, so we, we, wouldn't that be incredible? We get software updates all the time. So, you know, We've talked before in the past that a lot of the Volkswagen group vehicles are detuned in this market here because the climate, there's not enough oxygen in the air and et cetera, et cetera, for a given volume of air. So they detune them. So they're 10, 15, 20 horsepower less powerful here than they would be in Germany, for example. Now, that's because they understand, and it's a preemptive, uh, preventative strike against unnecessary engine wear which is, I don't want to pause for a second, another reason
0: to think twice about grey market vehicles that yeah, are coming yeah, for someone exactly. else that aren't made for
1: this climate. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Anyway, so, what you'll also get is they will see from the dealer, from the new cars that are coming in and out while they're in warranty For we're getting a lot of them coming in with this EPC warning light on and issues with this solenoid and that part and this component, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And because of the way vehicles are managed and monitored now you can often fix that from ever becoming a problem with the software a software update so mm. you will change the fueling window yeah you will change the timing of the spark plug ignition so all of these kind of things can be done by software but it's still quite it's still quite limited and restrictive because it basically needs reporting on the ground, of a person, <laughs>
0: killing flies. There's a fly in here, so we got... It needs an individual,
1: <laughs> on multiple, multiple occasions, to give them an idea, and it's not always accurate either. Yeah. So, AI, that's self-monitoring, will go back, give a full log to the factory, and say, well, this component's failed. And yeah. then they'll overlay, that over another vehicle, with the same thing, and say, ah, oh, you see, both of these people, are smashing it, into second gear. Yeah. So we've got to, a- We've got to we've got to limit the torque availability from the engine on that second gear change. We've got to we've yeah. got to, and, and that's something that's really, really easy to do. Now imagine, take it a step further, if
0: that information, if if I and I give if I give permission as a car owner, say, hey, this is my regular garage. I want my information to be synced in with them so that
1: they have access. Well, this takes you back to the right to repair. Yeah. There we go. You, full circle. Yeah. If you go right to repair well, then you're entitled. This is your vehicle and it's your yeah. driving data. You're entitled to it. Definitely you're entitled to it anyway. But the problem is, are you then... The, the actual physical cost of the equipment to break down and understand this data, yeah. that becomes prohibitive? <laughs> yeah. No one's not saying you can't, No, no. but it's $100,000 to buy it. Yeah, And that's where they kind of have a bit of an advantage, really, in the motor industry. But I think AI will... I think if it can store up the, the raw oh. data and I can then throw it into, you know, a third party has... It should be able to self-process itself. You, you should yeah. have an output where it can yeah. give you a, a written, you, you know, tell it to write it in the style of Winston Churchill if you want, Yeah, it'll, it should be <laughs> able to give you an idea of how to fix it. Yeah. yeah. It,
0: Potential. Potential. It's, Just it's, as
1: we're getting to the point, where we're probably not going to have vehicles. Well, yeah. A 2026, they're going to launch the RTA's flying taxi here, right? I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that my daughter's are just constantly going on about it. <laughs> I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. We're not having one. We're not going in one at all. I wouldn't have been the first person on an airplane. So oh, I'm not yeah. going to be the first person in a flying taxi. No yeah. chance. But yeah, it's uh, with with AI in the motor industry, it is going to cost some jobs. It mm. is going to cost some jobs, but it's not necessarily going to wipe jobs out. I think it's it's more a matter of missing and saving a couple of steps. AI will make life a little bit easier for the technicians and diagnostics. Understanding. The problem comes if you believe in Skynet because who's in control of the car? Yeah. And if you're driving but your AI has got to the level of saying well you can't drive like that because that's dangerous but you're trying to Overtake something, and then there's someone pulled out and coming the other way. You need to put your foot down, but it won't let you because you're not supposed to. Uh, yeah, this is where the problems <laughs> come and, and also you know, parts are already expensive. Parts oh. are already expensive if you've got to buy uh, a valve body for a Corolla, but it's also one that's got AI interface, that's going to double, triple, quadruple the price, yeah. you know. So, yeah, yeah there's going to be it's going to take some time to apply, but. Yeah. When it gets to the point of AI on a vehicle and then Elon Musk brings out his Neuralink and everyone's got this chip <laughs> in their head, it genuinely will be driverless cars with a driver. Yeah. Mm. Speaking back to Elon Musk, mm. we, we were talking about the,
0: what's, what's he called that pickup truck? The cyber? Cyber truck. The cyber truck. Mm-hmm. Toyota has, is going to be unveiling the IMV0 i have no idea that's a weirdest name and <laughs> obviously it means something cuz zero is the amount of people that like yeah. it <laughs> and I, there's two things about this the IMV0 is essentially a vehicle that they're putting out kind of like the Hyundai Ruckus which i have no i've never seen one of those either but it is a highly customizable kind of like a lego vehicle where you can change things on it i thought okay that's pretty cool and and an interesting idea that I could buy this product and I could put the camper option on it, or and especially if I could do it at home. But you know, if you could change the configuration and it's easy to do when when you're buying it, as opposed to oh, it's a whole other line. I thought that's kind of cool. But the other the other thing that caught my attention is it's going to be revealed this month at the Japan Mobility Show, mm. not the Japan Mobile, sh- not the you know mod- automotive show. Not the Japan car
1: show, but at the Japan mobility show, that tells you where we're going. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've been <laughs> we're being moved around. We're not moving things around anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's not. I mean, it's it, it's it's not the most offensive car, especially when you consider it's a it, it it's looks, weird. It looking. looks very Japanese. Yeah, if if you're wondering what it
0: is, just Google IMV Zero Toyota, and you'll get the pictures. I mean, it's it's weird looking. I mean, it, and and apparently when you look at it, you think, oh, "Oh, electric. No, no, this is full internal combustion engine, this Mm. thing. And they've got a weird color scheme on it and kind of stuff, but you know, okay. It's it's a small, it's like the size of a Hayek or a, the Ford. What's the Ford, the Ford, those little pickup trucks they have. Oh, the Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The Ranger Ford Ranger. There we go. Mm. So it's that kind of size.
1: Yeah. And it, (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean how many new models Toyota are Toyota bringing out lately it's ridiculous I don't know what Toyota's doing no I don't no, no. one knows what Toyota doesn't know what they're doing no no <laughs> no it's I mean all this all will we need to have all new model names just stick to what you're doing stop making cars that all look the same this is all right it's, it's reasonably different yeah but, but if you squint it does look like a Lego Technic <laughs> it set does.
0: that's what that's what made me kind of go mm. Mm, I like
1: that yeah
0: <laughs> I always love I always loved uh, Tonka trucks. I do own one now. So, you know, that's uh, cause speaking of, I got a complaint, uh, not a complaint, but it's, it's a wish list for Audi because <laughs> <laughs> I, I passed a, an Audi Q8 and then an Audi A8L sedan. Mm. And I wondered what, where's the J? Which, which one do they have J? Because there's A to Q. Where's the J?
1: Well I'm I'm not sure you're gonna get one of those.
0: Because you've got the alphabet, it's got they've got a pretty big gap. And I'm figuring between A and Q, where's the where's the stuff in between? Well you see
1: <laughs> they'd have to think of a reason to have the letter. What would it stand for? James. You could have the J for James. Yeah. Yeah. I mean now we're the most listened to podcast in this room. <laughs> this room. They might... We are the most listened to podcast in the
0: world. Yeah. We are we are across Spotify, Google yeah, everywhere. YouTube. Can't avoid us. We're on the air, and we are the most listened to automotive podcast out of Alko's in the United
1: Arab Emirates. Alko's one. <laughs> Alko's one. Yeah. yeah, there's three other Alkos. There yeah, Al-Kos Al-Kos. Al-Kos one,
0: number one for the number one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. why we're here. That's right. That's exactly why we're.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna get. I'm gonna get your certificate for the wall right there. Yeah. we'll, we'll record one from DIP next time, and then we can have that one as then well. we will be the number one from DIP as <laughs> yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that, that was that. that. That was it. There was something about BMW, but yeah, I don't, don't care yeah. about BMW well, X2. The, the, the Audi, yeah. the Audi um, Q8 that you mentioned. Oh, the L, one. the Q. Oh, no, the Q8 was the, the, Q, the, the yeah, thing, so yeah. I like the Q8. That, uh, that's it was, obviously. It was, it was a new one, too. I mean. That's, was, yeah, that's what the um, URUS is based on, the Lamborghini. Oh, man, what a beautiful machine. Yeah. And the Bentayga, the Bentley. Oh. <gasps>
0: Which beautiful. isn't beautiful, but the Q8 is yeah. nice. Now, here's an interesting observation I had today as well, because you know I'm basically car shopping. I'm, I'm, you know, fantasizing about owning other cars, <laughs> but everyone knows that I'm never getting rid of my cars. <laughs> <laughs> so You know, might as well just keep looking. Yeah. And uh, so we've got the Q8 passing us, and then in the the fast lane, we've got a Genesis going by, also a new one, the largest exhaust pipes I've ever seen. And there were stock double the size of every other vehicle going by. And I just went, what was that? it was on a Genesis. Nice. And it was, I mean, it was, it was legging it. It was a nice, and it looked nice too, but that, that caught my attention because it was, you know, it, it wasn't like they'd been replaced. This is stock material double the size of every other vehicle around. Yeah, there's a lot of stray cats around so
1: yeah. so my cats
0: to live in it. <laughs> so all that got me wondering again because and this is for anyone who's modifying their vehicles beware that you could get caught out. Mm. Is is that also something that gets you caught at the RTA when you're up when you're going in for a check if you have modified the exhaust system yeah. are they going to call you out on that
1: yeah you shouldn't pass the test with any modification today hey, yeah can you
0: imagine because they're looking and they're going this doesn't look like it came stock yeah, you shouldn't pass
1: the test with a modification yeah, today so that could be pretty bad if you mm. got to suddenly go in and take off your funky sounding yeah, i mean if you've, gone, if you've gone like for like and put a stainless steel system in and it's not yeah. overly loud you know obnoxiously loud you'll <laughs> be okay you'll probably be fine but if you go in having pops and bangs and crackles and yeah. you know an overrun and huge Looks like you've got a waste bin on the back <laughs> as a as a back box. Then yeah. how are you going to fail?
0: Well, there was there was one yesterday, and uh, I just thought it was a, a brand new. I guess it was a GMC Denali pickup mm. truck. Beautiful, beautiful. It, it, I thought it actually looked a little smaller than the Sierra that was a little bit older across the road from it. But and it was quiet. Man, was it quiet? and I just went, oh, okay, that's you know. And it was it's still a king cab, but I don't know what they've done. But it was quiet. And then the guy put his pedal to the metal. Whoa, what a rumble. Yeah. And it, again, the vehicle just sounded really nice. But when you, when you really gave her, it had that, because I mm. thought, oh, it must just be some really chintzy engine in there. Oh no. I'm sure that it was some big, bad monster. a yeah, big V8. And it yeah. sounded just grumpy, but not when it was just idling. I've never heard anything so quiet and, mm. and as he slowly accelerated. It was just it must have the technology that's reduced it down to four cylinders yeah, until he filmed the show off. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it just sounded, it sounded like a, you know, an eco sport or something, you know, it, just, <laughs> that's what it sounded like I thought, what a wimpy vehicle until he pound
1: punched it. And then it was like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's the, that's the thing as well, right? It, there's, there's, there's quite a big market here for modification, modifications, yeah. for cars, oh, whether it's, you know, modifying <laughs> them so you can use them in the desert, whether it's modifying them so that you, yeah. you, you can look cool with neons under it or, Go oh, faster what? stripes, or even go faster chips and stuff like yeah. that, and exhaust. But you are technically glad I didn't put the light neon lights on mine, running the risk of of breaking the law. So well, all the people who have the
0: lift kits and the mm. extra wide suspensions, technically they could get burned. Technically, shouldn't pass
1: the test. Yeah. yeah. So I don't yeah. know how they. The, the, the laws are quite new, and yeah. interpreting them is going to take some time. Uh, I mean, I know they're giving
0: people a little bit of a window. It, it's almost like you. You almost want to have the grandfathered in kind of thing. They don't grandfather here, so that's no. but that's the way you would do it. Yeah, you've got someone that's already done it. Okay, fine, no problem, yeah. but no more. Here's, the, here's one, uh, one last thing that just came to mind today, and I, I just don't know why people do it. I don't know why manufacturers do it. You know when they bring new vehicles out and they put the camouflage on them mm. and they drive them around with, with the camouflage? Mm. I, I just don't get why they do that. I know they're trying to hide its new vehicle, but why wouldn't you want to show off this is the vehicle that's coming You guys, you want to get rid of yours
1: because you're going to get this new Listen, it's exactly (laughs) the same. It's exactly the same reason that Victoria's Secret is huge shop in any shopping mall. It's lingerie for a new car. Because people are like, oh, I need to see what that Mm. looks like. Mm. And it draws the attention, but you can't actually focus a camera on it and get proper photos of it. You can't quite make out the lines. You can't definitely say, especially nowadays. Yeah. Is it a Kia or is it Mm an Audi?
0: (laughs) I saw one the other day, like that. You know, I wasn't if sure you, if it was a Kia or you know, an Audi. In nineteen
1: eighties, nineteen nineties, there's a hundred. but well, it's not a Kia then, anyway. But it's definitely whatever it is. Yeah. It's an Audi or it's a Morris or whatever the car manufacturer was. There was differences, but nowadays there aren't. So it does help. And you know, they like to cover the light designs because yeah, lights are still because we like shiny things. Yeah. Lights are still a big deal and a big gimmick that people used to yeah. sell cars. So yeah, they like yeah. to cover them up. Plus, test drivers. <laughs> like to be special don't they <laughs> so they like to be uh, all right I've so got. it's the
0: Victoria's secret model that they're for. For a car. Okay. All right.
1: it, it adds yeah. to the anticipation
0: okay all right there we go That's that simple uh one last thing one last thing uh g wagons yeah really bad signal light size <laughs> really, really bad <laughs> you know just well there's two things i i was i was kind of shocked this morning again on my drive in with how small they're...
1: The positioning. Well, considering how tall the vehicle is. And I
0: just went, huh. Uh, On the other side, the Chinese GMC is really pushing the tank right now. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've not seen one, have not been in one, but Mm. I do want to
1: be in it just because it's called the tank. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ridiculous vehicle. (laughs) What do you do? (laughs) So Mercedes are bringing out a... Baby G wagon, which I think is probably a response to everyone putting kits on the gymney. That's exactly why they're doing it, and they're bringing one out. But it, the, the rumors are it's going to go in Europe first. Something like, a, a wagon in Europe makes zero sense. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like, this is where people buy them, tax yeah. and everything else. But the, the smaller one will be. But apparently, the rumor is it's going to be between forty and fifty thousand pounds this in is gonna the UK. Who's going to buy that? No one. No one. No. Why are you just gonna go buy the chimney? It's it's
0: no. a better deal, and it's you know it's a gymney. Well, as we've said, no one's buying cars anymore. Anyway. Yeah. You know, I I drove a chimney once, two blocks, gave it back. I said, why not just drive a Wrangler?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was yeah. disappointing. Yeah. I mean,
0: it, look, it looked it looks kind of fun, but it was such a disappointing drive. It was mm. it was shockingly disappointing.
1: Yeah. In all ways, there's there's a, there's a bit of a, not here, but the G wagon, as is a Range Rover, really. In the UK in particular, look, there's, a show, there's a show on Netflix called Top Boy. It's actually okay. pretty good. Yeah. We've finished a series of it now. It's it's pretty good. A little bit gritty, and it's quite, yeah. you know, especially if you, I'm not from that part of London, I'm not from that part of the UK, and I wasn't in that world. But you kind of know about it from, you know, famous people that have gotten out of it, or whatever you want to call it, and, and, and all the sort of TV and news coverage that has. But... Basically, they're they're dealing narcotics. All right. Everyone drives a Range Rover <laughs> or a G-Wagon. Well, there you go. There's, so. a, there's a scene where there's someone waiting at a train station. They don't know who they're waiting for. Yeah. Right, just this young lad got a bag of whatever it might be. Yeah, waiting at a train station for someone that will pick him up. Never met the guys. They turn up <laughs> in a matte black or matte grey wrapped G-Wagon with blacked out windows. Let's be them in Manchester. Right, he <laughs> isn't a footballer. So why are the police not pulling them over and saying, "Where have you got the money for this?" Yeah, yeah. Show me your salary certificate. <laughs> Show me your bank statements. What are you doing? Yeah. You know? So policing's not that difficult when someone's got a G wagon in the middle of Manchester there we go. that isn't a footballer. Yeah. But no, it's it's got a bit of an uh, a, a a bit of a let's say reputation in the yeah. UK, mm. rightly or wrongly, I don't know. But because it's such an extravagant vehicle, yeah which is ridiculous considering it looks like a shed with four wheels on it. Exactly. Exactly. Even the new ones. Even the new ones. The some... aspiration to own <laughs> like, one is, I, have zero. I don't get it. I mean, I have zero. They turn ahead though. Yeah. And like we've said before, because like with the, like, same as you said about the Jeep, you want a car that's <laughs> going to be timeless by the Jeep. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. there we go.
1: Glenn, as always, this has been a lot of fun. Thank Thanks, you very James. much them power
0: Powerworks garage i'm james pikeway anyway if you're listening to us however that is whether you're through spotify whether you're through youtube whether you're through google if you're still awake if you're still <laughs> give us a like give us a comment tell us what's going on fire us a question we love to hear from you and as you know we are the number one automotive podcast coming from alco's one right here in dubai to the folks over at 100.3 great to have you along we'll talk to you again real soon thanks Thank for you. tuning in